Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael Mashey Show. Broadcasting from our studios on the beautiful island of Anguilla. Michael is the director of entertainment for the Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa in Anguilla and the owner of Michael Mashey Entertainment Agency, which has provided quality entertainment since 1985. To join the show live, call us at 516-418-5590. And now... Here's Michael Mashey. Oh, yes, and good morning, and welcome to the Michael Mashey Live Show. I am Michael Mashey, and of course, we are broadcasting from the beautiful Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa Studios here in the island of Anguilla, the British West Indies. And I am joined, as always, by my producer, co-host, and wife, Blanca. Good morning, my darling. Good morning. It's good, <laughs> good to have you along with me here today. It's good to be with you. We, well, it is June 27th, 2016. And, uh, boy, we have a wonderful guest on the show with us today. She's a, she, she was Grammy-nominated for her, her wonderful CD, uh, The Music of Randy Newman. And uh, we're going to let her tell us all about all the other things that she's been involved in. We have the wonderful Rosanna Vitro. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Michael Mashi Live. Yay. Hi. How are you doing, <laughs> guys? Oh, my gosh. We're Long great. time no see, huh? We miss you. <laughs> well, it, it was um, the luckiest happenstance that um, our mutual friend, Kim Foreman, introduced us via the Internet, Facebook, uh, when my husband, Paul Wycliffe, and I were coming to um, our 12th visit to the island of Anguilla, our favorite island in the world. So tell tell everybody, (laughs) what is it about Anguilla that makes you keep coming back for more? You know, um, we've we've traveled all through the Caribbean and uh, and around the world, really. And um, Anguilla, uh, from the moment our, of our first visit, um, I consider myself a beach aficionado. <laughs> yeah. And the beaches in Anguilla, uh, paired with the beautiful, friendly people on the island, and the um, uh, you know the the ethics and personalities of the people that we um, ran into on our first visit just really worked for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the uh, beach on Rendezvous Bay was the first place that we fell in love with, and uh-huh. um, uh, you know then we 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 stayed on uh, you know Shoal Bay, and then sure. we uh, discovered Meads Bay, which we'd heard of. And they're just the most pristine, fantastic, magical beaches. And for anyone that loves to swim, yeah. um, which we do, it's when we come to Anguilla, it's in the morning we swim, in the evening we swim. And then we walk and listen to music and just, you know, enjoy ourselves to the max. And, um, you know, there's still enough uh, digital possibilities to take care of your work anywhere that you're working on your laptop and um, beautiful uh, stores grocery stores where you can buy supplies uh, that you need to cook because I always I always cook when I'm in Anguilla so it's just Mm -hmm. it's a combination of the you know the people are are wonderful Um, and several of the islands I've been to you know sometimes it's a situation where 
whatever's going on politically on a particular right. island, just like a country, uh, mm-hmm. any country that you go to, certain issues that are happening can, can set um, how the uh, local people are, what kind of mood they're in at the time. But mm-hmm. the, the people of Anguilla, uh, uh, although they are definitely protective of their taking care of their environment and, you know, what's, what's going on in the island, they're still they're just very warm people. Yeah, they really are. That is that's something very unique. It's it's we noticed that as soon as we got here. Oh yeah, very very loving people, hospitable, and you know you can walk up and talk with anybody. They're they're just very friendly. And our son yes. Richie, you know, he talks to everybody, and they you know love love that. So he blends in real well. He's an Aguila by heart. <laughs> and you know what? Refresh my refresh my memory because you said Rendezvous Bay was the first place that you went to when you got here. Because I, I think you told me this was was Cuisinart built at that point. No, Cuisinart was wow. not built uh, when yeah. we first came. Absolutely not. Uh, what was down the beach was 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 Banky Banks, right? And um, at the Dune, and of course that's a place. You know, we 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 love Banky's music and became immediate friends with him. And we used to go down there. And uh, in fact, down at Banky's is where I discovered after being married to Paul Wycliffe now for some 34 years, where I discovered about, you know, 15 years ago that he could play some mean blues guitar. Oh. You can be married to someone for so long and not know their <laughs> hidden talents. It's oh, my God, it was <laughs> unbelievable, you know, because I would always go down and sit in with people wherever wherever we were, if there was a, a, a hang or, you know, um, where I could sit in and sing. Um, I would always be be up for it if if they were good musicians and having fun. And then at one point, uh, Paul at at, at Banky's at, at one point said, "Well, give me that guitar. I can play some blues." And I said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so at that not point, only how is long <laughs> We've yeah, thirty four years and then I find out, you know, a few years ago that he plays a mean blues guitar. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh my god. Yeah. You know, Paul is one of the world's great recording engineers and then yeah. and, and after engineering some fourteen albums of mine I I discover that he also I knew he played piano and I knew that he <laughs> engineers uh, as a musician, you know, he knows uh, chord changes and he hears everything and which is you know a complete blessing in the studio uh, mm-hmm. to right. work with an engineer uh, with those qualities and um, but playing the blues with me that was a blast <laughs> I bet what a surprise I mean I can imagine if I just imagined, if I just saw Michael whip out something, some other tool some other another hidden talent yeah we've yeah, been, right? Well, he does that with the melodica. He whipped that out. I was like, what? <laughs> the melodica. And the, and the, the ukulele. And the ukulele. <laughs> so like, there you go, really, ukulele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got to tell you, you, know, you, you came here with Paul, and you guys were on vacation. You were having a wonderful, relaxing time. And what your do an- I do? Your anniversary. Yeah. Yes, and here it was to celebrate our 34th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do I do? I bring you up on stage and put you to work. Right? <laughs> well, you know what? We were, uh, of course... As you saw when on Facebook, when uh, Blanca uh, caught uh, the Kim Foreman uh, post, I, I had uh, posted a, a picture of Anguilla, I believe, right. and then That's I think Kim Foreman uh, then posted underneath, hey, I want you to meet my, my friends, uh, Michael and Blanca, 
uh, there on Anguilla, and I I was like, oh, well, that was fantastic. So thank you, uh, Blanca, for reaching out uh, in the first place and, and introducing yourself uh, so that I immediately put you on the list of to-dos uh, when we got to the <laughs> island. Oh, we really yeah, didn't and we were thrilled to trip. Yeah, we were thrilled to uh, uh, to go over to to the uh, Cuisinart and and hear Michael tear yeah. up the piano and yeah. his one man band. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's yeah. got everything in the world going on. Um, <laughs> just you'd think it was a big band there, uh, you know. Um, and such a beautiful, beautiful resort and just the best beach in the world right there outside your door. Um, yeah. Just amazing. And I had a blast singing with Michael. I would just oh, rock the really house. Fun. You, yeah. you, you brought the house down. I'll Everybody came out of their rooms. They're like, wow, who is singing? Come down. <laughs> I've never heard it so quiet in the audience and just like staring, you know, it was like a pin drop. You know? Well, like, oh, resort, resort bars are kind of notorious for not being quiet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> that that's right. After um, uh, you know a, a couple of pina coladas and uh, uh, various uh, island drinks, people are generally pretty <laughs> boisterous. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what the islands do? Really? Well, it's a it's a great thing because of course everyone uh, uh, relates to yeah. uh, going away and forgetting the, all of the troubles of work and mm-hmm. family and just everything and just kicking back and enjoying each other and remembering what life is all about and that's what vacations are for and celebrations and you can certainly do that on Anguilla. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. You know, let's. Uh, I want to talk to you. Um, let's get. Let's talk about entertainment here, because I, I, you know, you've really done a lot of things in this industry, and I just want to ask you, going back to the beginning. I mean, have you always been a singer? I think you told me you've been singing ever since you were a child. Absolutely. You know, I come from a family of gospel singers down in Arkansas. Right. And you know, my mother at eighty nine, um, she. Uh, was recently we went to a funeral, which is I'm sure where uh, Blanca was, uh, you know, uh, talking yes. to me earlier about about uh, loss in my family. My aunt passed away uh, down in Arkansas recently. My mother's uh, brother's wife, right. and um, my two sisters. I'm the oldest of three girls, and my mother. Um, you know, I immediately went down. Family is super important to me, and what's so great though is that my mother was singing. We sang all the way from Dallas, where I climbed off the plane from New Jersey, driving down to uh, Texarkana, Arkansas, my hometown, and then on further down into the woods of Arkansas in Nashville, where the funeral was held. And my mother just still Mm -hmm. sings great, and she's so filled with life and spirit, and just, it's, uh, it's very inspiring. So in the atmosphere I grew up in, in Texarkana, my mother and her brother sing gospel music. And so I, at four years old, I was singing and telling all the relatives if they weren't nice to me, I wouldn't give them one of my records. <laughs> uh, so I was a very precocious little girl, uh, yeah. de- determined to sing in every situation and capacity in school, and I did. I, I entered a... Uh, a talent contest in um, 
high school singing Beatles songs with just a tambourine. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> and I was in every great. choral program and, and singing classical music and lang- different languages, and I was in the theater program because I love uh, the classic American songbook and theater songbook. Oh, um, you know, just great lyrics and well-written songs that you can put your heart into and tell your story. Right, right. right. Well, yeah, you know, we so. are gonna, we are, we're gonna, we're up against the break, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna play a wonderful song that you know we were just talking about Anguilla. So we're gonna, we're gonna play a song that I think you told me uh, was inspired by Anguilla, the island, right? Yes, Yvonne Lins, one of the great Brazilian composers, um, wrote the island, and Marilyn and Alan Bergman wrote the English translation of the, of the lyrics. And um, I had a, a wonderful record that was very popular in 1987 in my early days called A Quiet Place. And mm. I wrote three or four wonderful tracks with Fred Hirsch, one of the world's greatest piano players. And I had, uh, I've got Mark Egan on the bass and Eddie Daniels on the sax and flute and Joey Barron on the drums and percussion by Ciro Baptista. And um, this was uh, Kirk Whalem. Uh, actually, on this track, uh, Kirk Whalem was on the saxophone. And um, it was just a, a wonderful, uh, a, a wonderful uh, recording. So, um, oh, yes, okay. It's a Quiet Place, Yvonne Lenz. I'm, I'm realizing I'm getting two, two records here. confused here. Yeah, I'm getting two records confused here is actually what I'm doing. But um, the song is, but it's the right song. Absolutely. Yes, it's it's, um, um, The Island, and it was inspired by Anguilla. Ooh. Beautiful. Well, we're going to be taking a listen to that as soon as we come back from the break. A song that you really, it's tough to find. It's a rare song to hear. So uh, <laughs> you're in for a special treat. Our guest today is Rosanna Vitro here on the Michael Mashi Live Show. We're going to be right back. Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa in Anguilla is delighted to welcome Michael Mashi as Director of Entertainment. To celebrate, Michael and the Cuisinart Resort invite all his loyal fans to join him with a special promotion. We have created a package for maximum enjoyment of the resort, with many opportunities to engage with Michael during his performances at the Cuisinart selection of venues. This special promotion includes five days, four nights in a beachfront junior suite, full breakfast daily at Cafe Med or Continental and Suite, Complimentary dinner for two at either Lake Bistro at Santorini or Italia. Complimentary Wi-Fi, scheduled fitness classes, special golf rates for Cuisinart guests, and more. All this for $1,800 per person. For more information, please visit CuisinartResort.com. For reservations, contact 1-800-943-3210 or email reservations at Cuisinart.ai. Be sure to reference the special rate code MMP and tell them Michael Meshi Live told you to call. Package rates based on double occupancy. Additional rights available at prevailing rates. 10% service charge. 10% government tax. $3 per adult. 12 years older per night. Government marketing level will be added. 15% service charge on meals. Spot with your and Everest are not included. All valid now through December 17, 2016. So it closed August 28th through October 14th. You're listening to Michael Meshi Live, broadcasting from the Cuisinart Resort Studios in Anguilla. 
Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa, and Grilla's Ultimate Destination. Michael is joined by his wife, producer, and co-host, Blanca. Be sure to visit our website, michaelmashylive.com, to hear archived broadcasts and for our upcoming show schedule. To speak with the hosts and guests on the air live, call 516-418-5590. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Welcome back to the Michael Mashey Live Show. This is Michael and Blanca with you here. And our special guest today, Rosanna Vitro. If you'd like to call into the show, you can call us at 516-418-5590. We'd love to hear from you. But Rosanna, we were talking about that song, The Island, and I'm going to play that in just a second for everybody. But um, yeah, so we're, we were talking about Anguilla, and uh, you're, I think... Our fans are going to love this song. I've been listening to this song over and over again. Really beautiful uh, chord changes. Of course, your voice sounds wonderful on this track. Uh, and I thank you for telling us who was on the, uh, the instrumentation because it's important for everybody to know. Um, but we're going to play that for everybody in just a second. So how are you doing over there? I, I'm doing great. And can I make a correction on the song? Yes, anytime. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, you know, I've got so many things on my mind right now as I'm working on some new projects. Actually, the island is on my recording called Reaching for the Moon. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, please forgive me because that's actually that's okay. Kenny Werner. That's Kenny Werner on the, on the ah, piano. Okay. Yes, okay. And, and it is Kirk Whalem on the solo. And I started looking and I'm thinking, Wait a minute, Kirk Whalem didn't play on a quiet place. <laughs> Hello. Um, yes, I, I'm my. I, I look at all my albums as my children, and yeah. um, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's like the lady that had 14 kids. <laughs> so well, we've done that. Where you call the first child the third child's name? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I you like know, George Fo- George Foreman, who called all of his children George Foreman. <laughs> oh, that so easy. You can't get it wrong if you just do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So please, please, for, please forgive me. And um, a quiet place was a beautiful album that that uh, with Red Hirsch that I did write a bunch of songs, and it was all about. There were literally pictures from Anguilla on the on the uh, cover. Oh really? And songs inspired in that first recording in in '87, um, uh, inspired by my uh, trips to Anguilla. And oh, so that's, that's how I easily got it. Um, yes, we took we took pictures uh, all over in Anguilla with me and, and various long gowns uh, with the wind blowing in my hair, standing on that beautiful beach. Oh, yeah. And um, so that was uh, a, a wonderful moment. That's how I, I got them uh, confused. But The Island is just one of the greatest songs structurally and lyrically. Um, it's just, you know, uh, all about love, all about yeah. love. Let's take a listen to it. This is this, this is the island, Rosanna Vitro. Take a listen. On a desert island 
till I tremble, free my wings for flying, catch me while I'm falling, keep your arms around me. Now we're 
Rosanna, what a beautiful song. Beautiful. I, <laughs> Thank I think I need you. a cigarette. I, I think Blanca and I need a cigarette. We need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it really was one of those songs, and it was very popular on uh, on the radio, mm-hmm. and that was a, a, a great a great moment for me. And that was before my signing with, with Telark. Um, Reaching for the Moon was like just a, it's an incredible record, and it's one of those that um, CMG Records, which put that recording out, uh, their warehouse burned down at some point, and then oh it all went away, and there was Reaching for the oh, Moon. No. So I, I've just never put it put it back out again, and and I have copies here, but I, um, it was an incredible moment with with Kenny Werner. I've you know I've made six albums with Kenny, and right. he's just one of the greatest arrangers, pianist, uh, master musicians, and a, a close dear friend of our family. So wow. um, I'm really grateful for the wonderful people that I've worked with. Well, that was that particular song that had really, really beautiful uh, yeah. chords, and and again, it's just a really relaxing and beautiful song. It really is. We we enjoyed that. Well, um, you know, classy. You know, just, Kirk Whalem that that played the horn solo. You know, he's he's from my hometown of Houston, and he's you know a great, ah, okay. great tenor player, and he toured with Whitney Houston. He was oh, wow. by Whitney's side for all the years that she was performing. And he was, you know, the enclave of great musicians that I was winged in in Houston, Texas. He was uh, one of the young young cats on the scene when I was having my heyday uh, down there in the um, uh, late late 70s, early 80s. And um, it was really uh, this the island. The chord changes are not easy. It's it's not just a simple pop song structurally. Exactly. And I remember when Kurt was here in the back room studio about to blow on the changes, he said, hey, man, I'm going to have to go over this a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not we the type like, of song you can fake. You know? Oh, no, you can't fake that song. You no really way. have to, to, to go through the journey of uh, that melody and those chord changes, but it's certainly worth the yeah. journey. <laughs> you know what a magnificent work of art that song is. It really is. You know, you know what it reminded me of. Like I, I'm a big fan of Donald Fagan, and like he has oh, all yes. the sophisticated changes, and yes. and that reminded me of that a little bit. You know. Well, um, you know the Brazilians, the Brazilians. Yeah. I love them. Oh They're yeah. They're just all about beautiful melodies, sensuous lyrics, great rhythms. I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah, right. Jafim and all the rest of them. Um, yes. You know, I wanted to ask you, you know, we were talking about your childhood, of course, and, and not only um, did you start singing as a child, but um, you are not only a fantastic jazz singer, but you're an educator as well. So do you teach a lot of children, or, or is it mostly adults? No, you know what happened uh, along my way in my career, and I just really just wanted to, to sing and perform and study. I was always the perpetual student <laughs> and mm-hmm. still am. Um, but I, I think in, oh, like 1996, 97, along my way, I had, had um, my two Telarc records, uh, Passion Dance and Catching Some Rays, which were two really big albums of mine. Right. And at that point, uh, Ed Joffe, who was the head of Jersey City University, he had heard me sing on some gig he had done in Texas, down in Houston. And um, 
at that point, he asked me, he was trying to get John Hendricks, one of the great jazz bebop scat singers, lyric writers of the Lambert Hendricks and Ross group, who lives in oh, New York. Yeah. He was trying to get John to start a vocal jazz program at Jersey City University, and John was too busy. And then he asked me, and he really loved my singing. And, you know, that in the early days in colleges and universities, conservatories, um, there were not vocal jazz programs. There were programs for jazz instrumentalists. And jazz bands, in the, yeah. And the lineage of vocal jazz history with Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn, two of the main singers most people know, uh, and and Billie Holiday, um, they weren't. What they did wasn't written in a book. <laughs> right. And exactly. so it was a it was an interesting challenge uh, for me when when uh, I was asked to create a vocal jazz program. I said, Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> I just blankly hmm. said, No, you should get someone uh, that's better ed- educated than I am. I've been singing jazz all these years and studying jazz, but I uh, am not a professor. And then he said, no, just try it for a year. And then when I turned my attention to it, I, I was the last person anyone would think would be a teacher. And, Aww. you know, I was just a, just, um, you know, uh, a loving mother and, you know, a uh, wild woman on stage with singing the blues <laughs> and all kinds yes. of, you know, things. And um, so I turned my attention. And one of the things he did say to me, he said, I've heard that you're a great mother. And so hmm. you you really might uh, adapt to teaching better than you think. So after a year, and then focus on everything I I did know, um, I realized that actually I could put a program together uh, about not only the songs, the history, uh, a really hands-on way for singers who are theater singers, opera singers. Uh, country singers, whatever, if they wanted to know more about what jazz is and the different styles in jazz, that I absolutely could uh, give them a non-threatening, easy, in-the-door way to start to understand uh, theoretically what's going on um, with jazz. And so that was the beginning. And then I uh, only... This past, uh, about two years ago, I resigned from the New Jersey Performing Arts Center where I had been teaching for 13, 14 years over there. Oh, wow. And that was a, um, a Jazz for Teens program that uh, 12, year, 12 years old to 18, and I turned out so many great singers. Uh, wow. They just took to it like a duck to water. I just, just brought them on in, and now they've... I have so many that have graduated from Berkeley and New England Conservatory and that are out performing, and they're my competition, those little <laughs> rascals. <laughs> and they're oh, so beautiful, and I love kids. I love teaching. I did discover that I just, you know, uh, and I, I get so consumed with it. It actually, I don't think it helped my performing career because I got so involved. And I was still, sure. while I was at the performing arts center i was still teaching college at new jersey city university and only this year uh did i stop teaching at the university i decided um as i was approaching an age i will not mention (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Not that it would be hard to find out my age on the Internet. Uh, but um, I thought, well, you know, at this particular stage, what do I want to do with the next 10 years? Right. right. And, you know, it's really it's a it's a time in life to really look back over my history and what do I want to say musically at this point? And it's it's really difficult for me not to teach, though. I have to say I've, I've been producing singers the last couple of years who mm-hmm. um, pop up and say, oh, you know, Rosanna, I love your records and your singing. Would you produce this? What would you charge me? And I thought, well, as as much as I've produced with my husband, my albums, I certainly, you know, and we have a studio so I definitely know what you know uh, what to advise, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I also have a good uh, from teaching so many years. I really understand things that uh, a young singers may not think of at this point. That you know when you w- want to do and be everything, um, y- you know it's it's a, a natural when you're young and you're first studying. You want to be everything. You want to be Whitney Houston. You want to be Ella Fitzgerald. You want to be just everybody that you love, and you and it's great because then you want to copy them. You want to study them, and so the history of jazz, from you know the early gospel and blues in New Orleans, uh, you know from Bessie Smith on through Billie Holiday and uh, Mildred Bailey and into Sarah Vaughan and Ella Fitzgerald, and there's just such a great, rich history in in the U.S. of you know, uh, jazz music is loved around the world. Sure. And um, it's it's just been an honor for me to work with great musicians and to be a teacher. I just consider it the most amazing experience. And I'm still, I taught yesterday, even on Sunday afternoon, I was in the city teaching a a Japanese singer and an older jazz singer who's made records. And I um, am producing, finishing up an album for a 77-year-old Japanese singer who is an educator in Tokyo for some 42 years. So I have Hmm. just an amazing variety of everything from young girls to older women who are fulfilling their bucket list in life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I um, I just have to uh, calm it down a little bit so I can get my next album out. <laughs> sure, exactly. sure. It's that leaky faucet, uh, the plumber syndrome, you know, you, you take care of everybody else, but your, your work is so vast and so rich, it's it's really, you have so much to offer. And I mean, I would think if, if you were to move to Anguilla, it could be really helping out a lot of youth here too. Well, you know, I, um, I don't know that, that the visibility of jazz, of course, uh, in the islands where most people right. just go to, to swim and, you know, eat delicious lobster and, and make love all day that <laughs> <laughs> they're thinking about jazz necessarily. But, um, I don't know. Definitely, jazz goes right along with lobster and lovemaking. <laughs> well, it, it, it absolutely does. Uh, you know, there are many different styles of jazz, and I think that's one of the issues that many people don't realize. You know, if they if they hear an out-screaming saxophone player playing some wild music, they think, oh, that's jazz. I don't understand it. Yeah. 
But <laughs> you know, there's many there's many styles of jazz. Jazz came out of no, theater. Uh, you know, all the songs, the Gershwin book, Harold Arlen, Rogers and Hart, all of the classic Great American Standard songbook came from Broadway. And the the difference right. between a jazz musician and a theater uh, musician is simply that jazz musicians took those great songs and then uh, started improvising and changing some of the chords, varying the melody, and playing with the lyrics on the second chorus. Right. You know, in jazz, it's still that we completely honor. Uh, what the composer wrote for the original melody and lyrics, and the rule is <laughs> you're supposed to sing it exactly the way the composer uh, wrote it, and then the second chorus is when you start to improvise and play with it and really start to swing and rock out and be creative right. and show your own voice uh, and the way that you hear it. So, Absolutely. Uh, it, it's a great history that, that those of us that are music carry on that is true you know we are we are up against another break we're going to take a news break but when we come back um rosanna we're talking about the youth out there i want to ask you about what you think about i don't know if you're into the reality television stuff like american idol and all that kind of stuff but i want to ask you what your take is on the on these young people out there that are you know just to me they blow me away at age 12 and 13 their voices are incredible so but sure. we'll talk about that but we're going to take okay. a news break our guest today is rosanna vitro we're going to be right back right after the news ad radio news i'm rita foley it may get ugly but it's not the end the message from Britain's Treasury Chief George Osborne as his nation and the world begin to recover from the shock of Britain's vote to leave the European Union. It will not be plain sailing in the days ahead. But let me be clear, you should not underestimate our resolve. We were prepared for the unexpected and we are equipped for whatever happens. A survey shows many companies are now looking to move business out of Britain. British and European stock markets are down this morning. Dow futures are down a little bit as well. What's your best move? Moody's Analytics Chief Economist Mark Zandi says, don't buy, don't sell on this news. It's a matter of investing steadily, consistently over time because, you know, timing these things are really very difficult. And I wouldn't uh, counsel that for most people. Meanwhile, there's word of a deal that will help bring stability to the Middle East, according to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Israel and Turkey have announced a reconciliation deal to end a bitter six-year rift. The two countries are restoring full diplomatic relations. The water-weary people of West Virginia will get more rain today. At least 25 people have died in the floodwaters there over the past week. Clendenin resident Carrie Townsend is stunned by the look of her town. I can't even describe it because the roads are completely gone. Uh, houses are completely gone. The mud is three to four feet deep. Mm, it's wildfires in central California. At least two people dead, 200 homes destroyed in the Lake Isabella area. Colorado authorities are investigating a crash involving an Amtrak train and a van. Five people killed. This is AP Radio News. The Trump campaign is hiring. Donald Trump's campaign manager says there's a hiring spree on in 16 states. 
as they work to catch up to Hillary Clinton's massive fundraising advantage. That's a good thing, says top Senate Republican Mitch McConnell. He's going to have to have way more than he has now in order to run the kind of campaign he needs to win. McConnell told ABC's This Week he needs to catch up fast, even if it means writing a big check to his own campaign. He needs to be able to compete financially where the money comes from, whether it comes out of his own pocket or from others. It doesn't uh, really uh, make all that much difference. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Are you going anywhere for the 4th of July holiday? The AAA says a record 43 million of us are, and most of us are going to be driving. That's due to lower gas prices in part. This morning, gas is 2.31 a gallon. I'm Rita Foley, AP Radio News. You're listening to Michael Mashey Live, broadcasting from the Cuisinart Resort Studios in Anguilla. Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa, Anguilla's ultimate destination. Michael is joined by his wife, producer, and co-host, Blanca. Be sure to visit our website, michaelmasheylive.com, to hear archived broadcasts and for our upcoming show schedule. To speak with the hosts and guests on the air live, call 516-418-5590. And now... Back to the show. And welcome back to Michael Mashey Live. Our special guest is Rosanna Vitro. And before we went to break, I was talking about some of these uh, young singers that are, you know, coming up. And I'm seeing kids 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old on these reality shows that have such incredible talent in their singing voices. It may not be jazz all the time, but have you been watching those shows? Are you a fan of those shows, Rosanna? You know, I... I only have watched occasionally the first okay. show that that was famous was of course american idol and right. you know the um <laughs> the uh, uh what would be the right word the, the impolite judge <laughs> who created the show uh yeah. was just all too much for me to take in the way he spoke to <laughs> some of the right. young singers and i was the like dream crusher. I was about the dream crusher the dream crusher yes i'm i'm i don't uh you know it, it's it's unnecessary to ever be you know that ugly as he was right. to some singers and but as far as the quality of talent and even on the um, the latest show where they turn their chairs around and push the button. Oh, uh, yeah, the voice. <laughs> so that if you sing good enough, they'll turn the chair around. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the great news about y- your question is that there's a, such a, a high level of, of talent and great singing going on right now. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a fantastic time in pop music and in jazz music and in uh, today's version of country music. Um, it, there's really uh, incredible talent. And the the business, the music business, which I, I lecture on um, in workshops when I, I travel and, and give master classes and workshops, I discuss with, with the students uh, to try to uh, enlighten them about the business that music is a business, and right. even if they're the most talented, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win a competition or get on a show. Uh, like America's Got Talent came through New Jersey, as they do um, all all cities in the U.S. And right. one of my young students at NJPAC at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. 
Um, just an incredibly talented young man, raised in the church, great gospel singer, sang like Stevie Wonder, um, went to the audition, and I guess he was in the 11th grade when this happened a few years ago. And um, and he was, and they didn't even let him finish the audition, and he, he was so heartbroken. He came to sure. class and he said, Miss Vitro, why why wouldn't they consider me? You know, everybody loves my singing and I'm working so hard. And I said, what happened is that uh, they already had someone like you that had qualified. And right. so it wasn't, you know, that, and that's what young artists don't realize is uh, all of these big shows, they'll have a quota of types. They'll probably right. have a, a, a blonde singer that sings a certain way, a brunette, uh, some male singers, uh, you know, and um, once they get their quota of what they need for a particular show, then that's it for the audition. And most artists, we're like little raw nerves without a Absolutely. coating, Absolutely. without a protective coating, and with right. sensitive hearts and beautiful souls. And and it just breaks my heart when they go out and they're like, how come they don't like me? I said, you know, the music business in any business is not for the over-emotional. You have Mm -hmm. to really learn. uh, And this is something I didn't know when I was young either. How could you know that music is a business? And that in business, Mm -hmm. oh, they're not thinking about your feelings. Thinking about right. your feelings, they're just That's thinking so about getting their job done and who's going to look great on the show. And for any performing artist, how you look, your personality—if you're easy to get along with—yeah, right. do you get along well with others? Are you demanding? Are you egocentric? All of those factors play into if yep. you're the one that's going to get the gig. Right. Right. So you know, having a great talent is wonderful. Such a blessing. But then how you handle yourself with other people, um, mm-hmm. if you're easy to get along with, is so important. I, I can't stress that enough for any young artists that may listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's true, too. You know, we're talking about the actual individual, but the industry itself, the business itself is changing. So it's always changing. Rapidly. Um, it's totally different than what it used to be yesterday and 10 years yes. ago. It's amazing how how much it's changed. Um, yes. it, and it's a tough business at that. It is a very tough business. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it is. It's, it's like, remember Janet Jackson's song, uh, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to Absolutely. laugh about that because I thought, that's it. The business is so fickle. It's like one day, you know, you, what one year you're the top and the next year it's you're oh it's over for you you're out and you're like what yeah. it's like it's like wait a minute i'm not done yet yeah. <laughs> i remember i remember someone yeah. told me someone told me it's it's not it's more difficult to stay at the top than it is to get to the top you know someone told absolutely. me that absolutely and uh, absolutely yes but, um you know, I want to get to some more of your music. Uh, you know, we were listening to your CDs, and, and they're fantastic. And, of course, you cover some of my favorite artists, and one of them is Ray Charles. You do a CD that's called Catching Some Rays, the music of Ray Charles. And uh, I was telling you the song that I was going to play from this, um, but you do a fantastic rendition of One Mint Julep. And what inspired this particular 
Um, or is there, was there any kind of inspiration to this particular, um, the way you did this particular song? Absolutely. You know, when I work with, with Kenny Werner or with Mark Soskin, um, I literally will go through, I'll study everything, someone that, that I'm tributing, I'll study all of their music to find the 10 to 12 songs that I would really like to put my own stamp on. And I'm always looking for a couple of hits beside the the, the jewels that maybe weren't as popular in their book. And with Ray Charles, I, I was attracted to Ray Charles because my mother played Ray Charles all the time when I was a child. She, mm-hmm. you know, my my father's Italian. He he was Italian and played Frank Sinatra and Italian opera. But my mother, sure. not only was it Southern gospel, but she was seriously into Ray Charles and the country and Western <laughs> moment in his career. So right. that was in, in in my bones. And so when I studied his book, not only did I do Unchain My Heart in my own sort of smooth jazz kind of way, but uh, One Mint Julep, when I had listened to, you know, that infectious groove and melody of the Love original. That. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just so, I just wanted to get up and salsa dance. <laughs> and so then I started investigating and discovered lyrics. Yeah. And I said, oh, I could sing this. So when I first took it to Kenny, I said, I want to do this. What can we do? And he listened. He said, oh, I don't know. I don't what, know. What would you do with this? How do you and change said, it, right? No, for real, man. Let's, let's like really, uh, let's, let, let's really look at this. And, and, and um, I said, I want to do, I want the feel of, um, of Soul Sauce, uh, the Cal Jader song, Soul Sauce. Wasi Wada. So I was thinking that that kind of really deep soul salsa feel. And so I said, whip some of that on it, put some hip changes. Let's come on. Let's, you know. So before you know it, he and make it a small big band. Make it just like six horns, because you know it's too hard to take a big band around with you. And yeah. I knew, yes, it's really difficult, but I, I knew that, that if, if you use two horns, you can kind of gel even the six-horn charts down to two horns, which right. I actually did on, on, on some concerts. And uh, it was a blast, and I got tons of airplay around the U.S. on that track. One Mint Julep was super popular in its, in its day. Well, let me tell you, without further ado, let's let everybody hear it. This is One Mint Julep from Catching Some Rays, the music of Ray Charles. Here's Rosanna Vitro.
got a lot of airplay. What a fantastic, fantastic uh, rendition of that song. It's great. Well, thank I'm you. Sure and and I've got it. a chart on that, Michael. If I come back to Anguilla and we get a trumpet and tenor player, hey, I, got, I got a chart on that. Ooh, right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, let me tell you something. You're, you're so sweet and, and you know, you, you have so much knowledge and you've accomplished so many things. Blanca and I, we just wanted to talk to you about um, you were inducted into the Arkansas Jazz Hall of Fame. I was. I was. I think it was like and around 1998 or something. And right. um, Bob DeRoe, one of the great 
composers, and he's still singing at 93, by the way. God bless him. Uh, was inducted at the same time. Um, he's he's written uh, so many tunes. Um, I'm hip. Um, and John Stubblefield, one of the great saxophone players who is now uh, gone to heaven, um, was inducted at the same time, and he was part of the Mingus Big Band. And oh, sure. um, it was it, it was amazing, you know, to go down in my home state, uh, where um, you know, literally in in Arkansas, I, you know, I left uh, shortly after graduating high school to take a bus to Houston, Texas. It was not yeah. unlike, um, uh, you, you know, one of the um, country and western songs where the the singer goes and and uh, and and gets on the bus and and heads out to the bigger town, and so Houston was was my uh, uh, place uh, that I wound up. So, um, you know, those 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 early days um, are not to be uh, forgotten. No. Right, right. And, you know, forgive me, I, I, I did some research, but I, I want to say something. Your your CDs are all available on iTunes, correct? Yes, they are. Okay. Yes, 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 they, yes, they are. They're all, all available. Um, some are, are harder, like Reaching for the Moon and um, A Quiet Place and, and even Softly on the, on the Concord uh, label. Um, you know, are are harder to get, and I, you know, I'm, I could probably sell MP3s uh, from, uh, you know, my home if if people write to me at my website, right? Um, you know, I, I can work out some some kind of situation uh, for recordings, and I have had fans through the years. Um, and what did you ask me just a second ago that I didn't didn't get to? You just asked me something, and I went off on another uh, journey here. Well, I was asking you about the. I was, well, I was asking about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then, yes, and then yes. Excuse, yeah, excuse me. I, I, I took a left there. The Hall of That's Fame. Okay. Please forgive me. Um, because of the the Southern uh, roots down there, it was really great to be able to go down. Uh, you know, and, and it connected me with Loretta Lynn and the whole story of go- going on sure. to Houston. But um, because it was very much like a coal miner's daughter, but so it, so to go back to Arkansas and to be inducted into the Hall of Fame was really incredible. Um, mm. You know, there's a lot of great jazz musicians from down in Arkansas, and, and you just primarily think of it as being, you know, country and western music yeah. because, of course, it is. Of course it is. It's gospel music and country and western. And I know my mother, even to this day, says, how come you're not singing gospel music? That's what you should be singing all the time. That's a mom. That's a mom for you. Really. And she's she's like, um, you should be singing for for Jesus. And I said, God always knows I'm singing for him. (laughs) I said, don't don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I've I've worked it all out with with the... with the higher being here, and and uh, uh, and he likes jazz too. So. There you go. I love it. That's exactly right. I feel the same way that God likes all music, you know, praise and worship, and you know that it's not just one type of music. It's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's that you are the kind, the way you live your life, the way you treat yes. people. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's what it's all about. That's, That's what, what glorifies God is when you use your God-given gifts. 
And, yes. Uh, and, yeah. <clears throat> yes. So well, anyway, not, the Arkansas Jazz. Yes, it's it was not a great idea. Yeah, it was, it was a good idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next CD we, we, we hear. We're, we're, we're already saying, okay, okay, Mom, we've got one for you here. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, when I was at, at the family funeral recently, my, my mom said, are you going to make that gospel record with your sisters or not? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my oh, goodness. No. So, you um, know what? The, I, love that, I love that harmony. I love the three-part harmony. Oh yeah. With my sisters. Absolutely. You know, we were doing all those classic classics, I'll fly away, mm-hmm. I come to the garden. Sure. Uh just mm-hmm. a closer walk with the all those beautiful, beautiful songs. And there's nothing like harmonies with family members, you know. Like oh the, my the, god, the, it's like the yeah. Everly brothers. It's exactly. like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so don't be so well. don't be surprised when <laughs> That would be a really nice project. <laughs> You, you, you never know. You don't know. <laughs> well, let's talk about some projects that you've already done. Now, now, Blanca will tell you that one of my favorite, favorite of all time artists. Do you know who I'm talking about, of sweetheart? Of course I do. Who? Randy Newman. Of Randy Newman. Yes. Randy Newman's one of my favorite, favorite <laughs> artists. And you did a fantastic CD. And when you put your own stamp on this, on each one of these songs, my goodness, do you put your own stamp on it. You completely alter them and change them, but they're so beautiful. I mean, the song that we're going to play uh, is Every Time It Rains. And I don't know if you have any kind of a setup as far as inspiration on that particular arrangement that you did with Every Time well, It Rains. Well, I, I, I just want to say about the Randy Newman project is that I could make three more albums of his music. I just love his writing. It's a storyteller's dream. Yes. And yeah. On the on the um, the music of Randy Newman, which did garner a Grammy nomination for yes, me, it did. I I literally, it was such a labor of love. It took me two years working with Mark Soskin mm. and the band, going to regular rehearsals in uh, my bass player Dean Johnson's basement in Brooklyn on on this music, and you know the big hit from the record is Mama Told Me Not to Come where Sirius right. Radio just played it and still still plays it. But every time it rains is the one that anyone that hears it is crying at the end. It's yeah. about loss of love. And Sarah Caswell on violin, just what a magnificent downbeat chart topper, this girl, she is just like my sister. Uh, singing with her is heaven. So you know, I love it's, this song. Yeah, when I, as a fan of Randy, um, you know, I love when he just sits at the piano and plays his, his music. But I also yes. love when he goes and does these uh, does his music with symphony with symphony orchestras, mm-hmm. and his music when the string parts are just so. I mean, it really pulls out emotion. And, but the way you did this one with this solo violin, well, let, let's, let's just get to it so people can hear it. It's, it's okay. a beautiful song, beautiful rendition, and, and just listen to the violin and, and the vocals on this. Uh, this is Rosanna Vitro, Every Time It Rains, a song by Randy Newman. Here we go. Every time it rains I sit at home 
since you said goodbye I've felt so alone Every time it rains And summer showers soak the ground I watch the rain come pouring down And I call out your Every time it rains, I hang my head and want to die. I don't seem to care that I'm just not making it on my own. Every I close my eyes and pretend that you're here with me. And every time it rains, I realize just how long. a fantastic arrangement. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. See, if if you're a Randy Newman fan and you know that song, she really did, uh, she could put her own stamp on it. And that's that's jazz. That is artist. Well, I was very, very proud of it. And, you know, when, when you yourself can feel the tingles inside and it touches your heart, you know you're doing the right thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you can now, tell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you've, um, my goodness, you know, we were reading along here. You've, you've played at the Blue Note, the Lincoln Center, the Kennedy Center. Uh, you've been all over the place, haven't you? You know, I've been very, very fortunate. Um, in my early days, Dr. Billy Taylor, I don't know if you know of any of his work, but he uh, was a fan of mine and, and such a dear man, such a brilliant pianist, composer, and educator. He was put in charge of booking the jazz at Lincoln Center, and he had seen me on uh, Ramsey Lewis's BET show. Oh wow! And yeah, I had have a video of of me in my what I call my big hair days <laughs> on Ramsey Lewis show, and um, said, "Oh man, you're so swinging!" I I used to sing, you know, my very first record. Listen here, I sang uh, Duke Ellington's "Love You Madly." And I just mm. always used to go out and sing, love you madly, right or wrong, and just be swinging. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the old jazz cats just loved, loved you know, that old swing I used, used to do a lot. And, um, you know, so I was lucky I got in the Kennedy Center. And then at Dizzy's, wow. uh, what happened at Lincoln Center at, up at Dizzy's is they were having auditions for their jazz ambassador program when they when they were spearheading it at in the early days in 2004 the Kennedy Center um uh was running the um US jazz ambassador program and I I auditioned there also and went on the road and and toured uh around the world uh as a jazz ambassador for them and then in 2009 I auditioned at, at Lincoln Center to be a jazz ambassador and it's it, it's really an incredible situation when you are lucky enough to to become you know there's about 300 artists that that uh singers that audition and i was just thrilled to to get to go out i i did i went all through south america for um uh, lincoln center and then performing there was of course a total blast and now i just need to come up with you know the randy newman group performed there Hmm. also and i think 2011 or something but I haven't been back since. I've been off, you know, I, I created the Claire Fisher uh, recording. It took me two years to put that that crazy project together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just always tinkering around doing something. And um, But I just feel very lucky, you know, the various places. Uh, like the Blue Note, um, you know, in 2008, Jeffrey Levinson, a dear friend of mine who was the a um, and R man for Half Note Records, which was the Blue Note Jazz Club's label, uh, mm-hmm. brought me in to do the Delirium Blues project, and which is really a, a live record recorded at the Blue Note, where I sang some really crazy blues, uh, sort of blues mixed without jazz. I don't even know what to call it on some of it, but I definitely definitely wailed some blues <laughs> and at the fun. Blue Note. That's fun stuff. And oh yeah, you know I I love the blues and it's just in my in my bones. Uh, well, you know you have to have a lot of loss to get those blues. So there's got to be something that you know in your beautiful smiling exterior. You got to tap into that that pain to to convey those blues. What what do you tap into when you're singing the blues? You know I I think my blues came from just my up upbringing and that. You know, we were a very poor family. There was a lot of struggles. You know, my 
you know, we, we my mom and dad, you know, divorced uh, early. I was about in the second grade, and and me and my mom and my two sisters moved in with my grandmother and my uncle in a three-bedroom house. <laughs> and we had one room, me and my, okay. my mom and my there sisters. And so, you know, it was um, – and, of course, I didn't – I mean, we – I I would – say I had a happy childhood I you know we we just made out with what we had Mm -hmm. and and music to this day you know um, I think I posted a video on my uh, Facebook page of my mom uh, singing uh, oh Johnny oh Johnny how you can love recently Mm -hmm. if you go to my page you'll see and you Mm -hmm. played that 30 second video you'll see (laughs) that through music through that singing is good for the spirit good for the soul and so we didn't even know that we, you know, how bad we had it or not. We just knew we had a roof over our head and we had some food. And and um, Mom worked real hard. And uh, so those early blues, you know, I loved Janis Joplin. I loved Grace Slick uh, in my early rock and roll days. Um, you know, Jimi Hendrix playing the Star Spangled Banner. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was definitely a child of the of the 60s. <laughs> and just loved, you know, I loved the blues when I moved to Houston. I used to go see Lightning Hopkins all the time. Mm. And, um, you know, I'd knock back a tequila and uh, listen to some blues and say, yeah, man, I'll get down with some blues. <laughs> and, uh, you know, ain't, ain't got nothing but the blues. You know, there I was go. way into it. <laughs> Yes. Can I tell you a funny story? I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you both yeah, something please. funny. I was I, I was watching Saturday Night Live, and there was a skit that they did. It was Keenan Thompson. You know who Keenan Thompson is, yes. right? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And he's sitting there, and they're playing in this blues bar, right? And he's sitting there with the guitar with the blues band, and and they had this special guest singer, and it was Matthew McConaughey, and he's on his guitar, right? And he said, "Okay, we're gonna sing the blues," and Kenny and Keenan Thompson starts singing. You know, I I lost my woman. I lost my car, and now I'm here alone with my guitar, right? And then they flip it over to Matthew McConaughey. He says, I went to the store. I got a bad haircut, and now I'm having a bad day. And he goes, wait a minute. That's not the blues. You need to have some laws. That's <laughs> right. Haircut's not it. You know, it's blues, deep blues story. is like just something you either feel or – are you don't? Yeah. I think it's, it's not about a broken fingernail. No, you it's know? not the millennial blues. It's no, blues. no, it's it's um, it's you know you can't really t- even tell another person what their blues is about. You just really it's in your spirit, and you know everybody has a different uh, vibe, and and um, I just, but I really you know I was weaned in 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 Houston under Arnett Cobb, and if you. If you checked out the Texas tenor player Arnett Cobb, who played with Lionel Hampton, which and I also Ooh, played yeah. with Lionel Hampton, but oh, Arnett wow. from the t- from the Texas tenors, it was a real dig in the beat. It was just uh uh-uh, uh, mm-hmm, uh uh-uh. uh. It was like it was just really digging in the beat kind of uh, jazz and blues. And right. um, I used to sing with Arnett all the all the time, and I was so lucky that. On my journey to be a rock singer in Houston, that the jazz guys discovered me, and you know said, well, you know, we we do you know anything about jazz? And I said, nope, never heard any in Texarkana, <laughs> and you know, and but literally while you know I was uh, getting 
uh, working a, a day job in Houston, I would go over to Ray Sullinger's house, who was this wonderful singer-pianist who sang like Mel Torme and Nat Cole. And oh, wow. Was, and, and he heard me sing, and he said, oh, man, you are just one of the most talented singers I've heard in years, and, and I, I would mm. teach you about jazz for free if you want to come over to my house. And I was a young hippie, and I would just ride my bicycle over to Ray's house, and he would make tapes for me, and he turned me on to all the greatest, Joe Williams and Ella and oh. Sarah and, and all the music and Nancy Wilson. Oh, I was big time into Nancy Wilson and still oh, am. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, fantastic. So, you know, I was really, really fortunate uh, to just be uh, soaked in all kinds of great music from theater to rock and roll to deep blues uh, and into jazz. I'm just, you know, I'm all about it. Just, you know, if it's it's like Duke Ellington, it's either good music or it's bad. <laughs> what a great segue, because that is the next song I'm going to play. You do a song called The Duke. And that is the yes. next one we're about to play. And the reason why, you know, you sent me some songs that, uh, you know, that I could just basically pick. And I love this one because when I listen to it, I can hear every inspiration that you have. I hear Mel Torme, <laughs> I hear Rosemary Clooney, I hear Ella Fitzgerald and Carmen McRae, and you name it, I hear it. Yes, and yes, you're, you're and good. You're scatting. I mean, I just love it. So, uh, you know, we're running short on time, but I definitely want to play this song for everybody. This is Rosanna Vitro. This is called The Duke, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to close out the show. But this is The Duke, Rosanna Vitro. got to find a unique way You've got to dig from the inside Jump in and swing Hear every harmony you sing The Duke is telling us Keep moving in the daily fuss Keep moving, stomp and swing And Duke, we love you madly He taught of life and his music He always Without saying Jumping and swing Hear every heartfelt song you sing The Duke is telling us to drive it in the daily rush And one for Ellington, the big band era Swinging sun in harmony, a true legacy Low, low, low way, bubble, 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 Let's 
sailing through the great clouds. You've got to dance to the changes. Just do your best. In every problem lies a test. The Jubilee of sounding jazz is joyful when you keep your earful growing, learning something new every day. Do composing with stray horns. He took the A train with his violin and yes. they're scatting it. Oh my gosh, it's everything. You know, it's really, really nice. Well, I'm so gl- I'm so glad you liked it. You know, your choices of what you've played out of my collection <laughs> really speaks volumes about who you and Blanca are. It really does. Oh, the, thank you. <laughs> the, the fact that you picked the Duke and also uh, every time it rains. Um, out of all the tunes on the Randy project, you know, it really speaks volumes about you and your taste. And oh, I have you. to say, you're a great musician, and you have excellent mm-hmm. taste, and it's really a pleasure to get to know you. Oh, well, we feel the same. We oh, absolutely yeah. feel the same. Yes, we miss you. <laughs> we miss you and your husband. We really well, cherish having you guys in our home and enjoying we're the We're plotting. <laughs> we're yes. plotting to come back as, as soon as possible. We just, we've got a little family stuff here to attend to, but... Uh, Believe sure. me, uh, Anguilla is never far from our mind and, and uh, getting back uh, with our friends and on that beach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The beach is unbelievable. I mean, we still talk about how we've been here now since December, uh, December 20th as residents, and just the moment you step off the plane and you get into the water, you just feel just your so relaxing. completely ebb from your life. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we still have our business in the States, and we still have our stress that affects us, but it's so different here. Just yes. get to this island. It's like stress. You can see it. It's like through the window. It's trying to come in, but it, it can't make it in. That's right. That's right. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having the cocktail right there, poolside or beachside, or it's just, it's, it's a very special place indeed. And it, it really, really is enjoy. a special place. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you, I, I hope you had as much fun today with us <laughs> as we had with you. Yes. Well, I, I really enjoyed it, and I was just looking so forward to it, and it just brightened up my Monday. And I just thank you so much for the opportunity, guys. It's very, oh. very kind of you to invite me on the program. And and um, I just, if you need, if I can do anything for you here in New York, you just let me know. Oh, that's so, so nice we, of we you. We are so honored that you came onto the show. and I mean, we really thank you for being a guest. We know that you're very busy, and, and, and we really appreciate you taking time from your busy day to speak with, with Michael and me. It's really cherished. Cherish it. Well, my, my pleasure. And, uh, by the way, I want to mention to your audience, uh, the Duke, 
uh, is for was for Duke Ellington, of course. Yes. Sure. And it is on my last, my latest record, Clarity, the music of Claire Fisher. Oh, that's Claire right. I did Fisher want to talk about that. Wrote wrote that composition, and on Ooh. the new recording, he was more of an underground favorite hero arranger pianist of Herbie Hancock, Keith Jarrett, Chick mm. Corea. Uh, he wrote arrangements for Michael Jackson. Um, Claire Fisher was one of the greatest pianists and arrangers of all time. He passed away a couple of years ago, and I developed six new tunes that never had lyrics in his book for new all these great new singers you were talking about on the shows and in the programs and schools. Yeah, I sang the melodies exact so that young singers who are killing it out there can can learn some fresh material on my yeah. Claire Fisher recording and you can they can read about it at my website at www.rosannavitro.com and uh, you just have to be able to spell uh Rosanna R O S E A N N A V I T R O.com and I'm so happy you mentioned that because I had one blank spot right there on my notes, and you just you just did it right there. Thank you. Now that CD, it's for sale right now on iTunes. Correct? It's for sale. It's for sale right now um, online and and any of my catalog on my website. I have a listing of all my recordings, except I don't think we posted about Claire Fisher yet. But uh, I have a Reverb Nation page. Yeah, I don't that, think I that, saw uh, that. Okay is uh, um, connected, but all of that information is on my website on how to how to find out about it. And I'm okay. very proud of the Claire Fisher record. And my next project, I think, is going to be something called Southern Roots. I'm really mm. thinking about get, getting into some of that blues and some of the southern influences of mine. Um, oh, that's going to be of a great. Sister, really nice. Yeah, probably a sister to Randy Newman yeah. uh, is what it will be. <laughs> You know, and of course, uh, Rosanna's on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, it's uh, Rosanna.Vitro, and on Twitter, it's Jazz Flamer, right? Um, yes, it is Jazz Flamer on, uh, okay. on Twitter. I just discovered that on Twitter to- yes. <laughs> today. <laughs> I wasn't following you on Twitter, but now we are. Um, but no, Rosanna, thank you so much. You're a true talent, and uh, and uh, we're we're very happy to be able to say that we're friends as well. And, and you're welcome, welcome over our place anytime. You're welcome back into our home. <laughs> well, I I just you know love your home, and love your little boy, and oh, I love just you too. such a a pleasure to to meet y'all and hang out with you. And you know I hope we can work together in some capacity. I. You know, you never that. know what the future will bring, and um, it's just great to know you. And I just wish you all the best. Oh, thank, thank you, and you. we, and and same to you, and um, yeah, and we're looking forward to your next projects as well. We're looking forward to you visiting. Uh, well, she's looking. Yeah, yeah I'm she's looking, looking forward to you coming back and visiting and hanging out. <laughs> we're gonna have a, we're gonna have those uh, those what is the mojitos, the frozen mojitos. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Rosanna, yes. please send our regards to Paul as well. He's a great guy, her husband, Paul. Uh, fantastic sound engineer um, as well. But, uh, no, we, thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, and so much love. And so back much at love. you. All right. You. We'll talk All right. Soon. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye now. now. She's just wonderful. What That's a consummate professional. She, she really is. Incredible. And, she really and is. Honey and witty and... Just such a creative mind. You know, it's 
not that I want to give people a project to do, but you know, if you listen to, um, I, I really would highly advise you to at least listen to and, and also buy her CDs because, um, they're not, they're not typical. They're, they're very, um, thought out and very creative. And what I enjoy doing is listening to the originals. For instance, the Ray Charles, if you listen to the original One Mint Julep and then compare it to what she did to it, you really get to understand what a true artist she is and the, and the, the way, the creativity that she has with songs. The Randy Newman thing, I mean, I, if you listen to all the songs on the Randy Newman CD, it's completely different than what Randy does. Yeah. And I absolutely love she what takes, Randy does. Oh, I love what Randy does too. Yeah. She took what Randy does and made it her own yeah. with, with honoring his great work. Absolutely. It's it just, it's beautiful. Really it's just beautiful. like a, um, like an artist, a painter, yes. you know, you can, you can definitely uh, tell a, a Vincent Van Gogh or you can tell a Salvador Dali, they have their own little stamp on it. And she's, yes. and she's like that. Yeah. She has her own brand, her own voice, her own vision. I think that's the word I would, the vision is there. Absolutely. You hear it, but you know, she has to see this, how she wants for it to play out. And I, I just think that that's the mark of a, of a brilliant, brilliant artist. Absolutely. Well, we, uh, we thank you for listening to our broadcast. I just want to let you know, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, they said, you know, we hear your broadcast. They hear the rebroadcasts right. because we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on TuneIn, the TuneIn Radio app. Mm-hmm. You can hear all of our shows anytime, probably for years to come. They're always just going to be there. But I've had some people saying to me, can't find your local show. What radio station are you on? <laughs> well, we're not a radio station, number right. one. So we're not on your radio dial. We're, this is internet radio. And I know that a lot of people are new to understanding what podcasting is, but it is really the most, it's really a wonderful, new, popular way for people to broadcast outside of the, the uh, confines of the radio world. Yes. Um, this is open to so many new things. But the only way that you can hear our show live is you have to go to blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com. Once you're there, if you just want to listen to our show, just search for Michael Mashey Live. You'll find our show. But the best thing for you to do is when you go to blogtalkradio.com, create a free account. And why? Well, they're going to ask you for your email address, and they're going to ask you to create a password. That's it. It's absolutely free. Once you have that account, go ahead and log into it. Search for the Michael Mashey Live show. Once you get to our page, just click the follow button. And the reason why we're saying to do that is because every time we schedule a new show, you're going to get an email. Or if we're live, I even send out a little notice saying, we're live right now. You're going to get an email. And even after the show is finished, we say, listen to the show that we just did. So you're going to be notified uh, whenever our shows are on live. And we'd love for you to be able to join us live. Mm -hmm. You can listen to us live, but you can also call into the show anytime you'd like. We'd love to talk with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, just put it in your phone book, 516 Four one eight five five nine zero. We always invite callers, and uh, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, if you're promoting a show or if you're promoting your business or just want to talk about yourself and what you do, uh, be sure to go to our MichaelMashiLive.com webpage. Uh, that's our website, MichaelMashiLive.com, and click on to be a guest form, and we'll get that information. And we'd love to bring you on the show. But Blanca, another fantastic show. Thank you for being with me today. And uh, we thank uh, Rosanna Vitro as well. But uh, we'll see you on our next broadcast. This is Michael Mashey for Michael Mashey Live saying ciao for now.
You've been listening to The Michael Mashey Show. If you'd like to promote your business or upcoming event, contact the show at info at michaelmasheylive.com. Go to www.michaelmasheylive.com to follow the show and receive email notifications when we're going live with future shows. Share this website on Facebook, Twitter, and email. You can follow Michael on Twitter at at Mike and Anguilla or on Facebook at Michael Mashey Live. Join us for our next broadcast. Ciao for now. <laughs>